I'm lucky that I can put my underwear on lately. So yeah, I hear you. Now we're live. <laughs> Perfect to hear the underwear story. But anyway, welcome everyone. This is a Freedom International live stream, and with me are Roy Colon from Awakening Podcast, Steve from Awakened Mind, Dr. Mary Elizabeth, Mindful Empowerment, and Chris Ryan from Mind Wars. And of course, we have the one and only Christopher James of awarecalls.com. And I say it's the one and only because we are all in agreement that the ultimate solution for all this madness, madness for all the centuries already, and we've got to change it, is what he is an expert in and is common law. So that's christopher james and what i understand is that even if you listen now you get something but what i'm learning a lot more from him when i was able to register for his monday wednesday thursday webinar on eastern standard time 8 p.m so if you want to learn more about that just be in touch with him so christopher thank you so much well, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be back here again. It's wonderful to see some familiar faces and a couple of new faces as well, Mary and Chris. Pleasure to meet all of you. So my question is related to my being a nurse because lately it's a lot of the nurses are either get, being pressed hard to get the poison dart or they're being fired or they're being suspended without pay. And if they're suspended, their contract doesn't get renewed. And whenever I have a conversation with them or meet them, I always say, you have to listen to Christopher James. You have to go and learn Christ, um, common law. So at this point, what can common law knowledge and uh, application of that do for the doctors, the nurses, physical therapists who are working in the hospital field? Well, thank you for the question. Um, there's some doctors that are up here you may be familiar with, uh, Dr. Andrew Kaufman and Dr. Tom Cowan. And both of these men are incredible at what they do, and they re they relinquish their licensing. I think we touched on this last time that we were here, is that if you're a doctor or any type of, any profession you wish to go into this world, you do not require a license to do anything in this world. This is where the common law kicks in, because common law is quite simply is that if a man or woman trespasses against you, that means they cause you harm or wrong in any capacity, then you that's where you seek your remedy. And all this licensing that's been set up, it was give with the auspice that it's supposed to have been there to protect the people, the population from these doctors, you know, that have just spent eight years going through school and or, or an enormous amount of time and money, you know, to take care with their Hippocratic oath that they have to their, their fellow man and woman to take care of them. And what's happened here is that we have a massive, because of this COVID lie that's going on, we have a massive drill down, as you're seeing in every facet of our lives, whether you're going to a, a shopping store to get groceries, that they're, they're forcing people to wear masks or they're not letting you in the stores. It's just a completely attack on all of us right now. So this is why we have a psychological warfare that's occurring against us. And the common law is really learning about who you are and understanding the difference between lawful and legal. The problem we have, though, is that well, there's so much ignorance that is out there, as I've always said, ignorance is the biggest enemy, that when you're dealing with these people that are higher ups, like there's doctors that are still pushing all these, you know, these not vaccines, but these jabs saying that they're completely safe. I mean, these people, this is what the common law is for, to be able to drag them into court, because as everybody knows, is that the pharmaceutical companies have been, been given a, a carte blanche. You know, they have no accountability whatsoever for what they're doing, because this was under some emergency powers act. 
Okay, and when we talk about acts, codes, statutes, rules, regulations, all of these are created by people that work for a service corporation. It's not law. Okay, the law of this land is quite simply this, is, and it's down to two questions. This is what I make very simple to everybody, and we also have, which we'll get into here, which I'll show everyone, it's called an LTA, which is the living testimony in the form of an affidavit. A man or a woman never, never uses an affidavit. Why? Because an affidavit is a legal term. And what that represents is a man or a woman that's acting as an agent or a corporation. Okay, they're the only people that use affidavits, agents or officers for corporations. So what does a man or woman use? Well, you use this living form, uh, this living testimony in the form of an affidavit, because what it allows you to do is stand on your square, you're remaining there in the capacity as a man or a woman, and you're reaching into this legal world, which is all the world of the dead as you start to learn. It's everything that's been created on paper without our consent. You're able to reach into that world and speak to these people on a very powerful uh, platform. And they have to rebut. It's no different than an affidavit in the legal world that if an affidavit goes unrebutted, then it stands as truth. So it's very important that people understand the simplicity of what's going on here. And as far as people that are working in nursing, I have lots of, you know, I've got airline pilots contacting me. I've got nurses contacting me. You know, they're livid at what's going on because as you've been mentioning here is they're being drilled down on from the upper management. And unfortunately, common law right now is not going to help anyone in this particular situation because we have a system that's surrounding us right now in our public courthouses that is completely corrupted. And it's because we have a society that we do not belong to called the bar that is for far too long. They've, they've been taking enormous liberties in our public courthouses. And again, through the ignorance of my fellow man and woman, not understanding the difference between legal and lawful. These people have run amok in our public courthouses. So the first enemy that we have in order to take out the ultimate enemy of this lie of COVID-19 to bring it into the courts, the truth with Judy Mikovits, Dr. Sherry Tenpenny, Dolores Cahill or whatever, is we have to remove the rules of civil procedure. Okay, that's the big topic right now. And I have the bar, for example, to show you that I'm over the target. Yes, I've been at this for many years, helping people through the courts. What I've basically been doing is, is stopping courts from proceeding or in the middle of the court. For example, I had a woman whose children were trying to be taken from her and I came in late to the game. And this woman that was acting as the judge was absolutely horrific how she was treating this woman. She was actually working with the ex-husband who didn't have a lawyer at the time, giving him all this guidance, what to do and forcing all these, you know, all these horrific conditions on her to appear. She was making threats to her. So you simply drill down on it very simply. We talked a second ago about acts, code, statues. Well, the, 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 one of the three words you learn on my website is property, trespass, and who. The three most powerful words you can learn because property covers everything. Property covers your rights. It's your children. You never refer to your children as anything other than property. That is how CPS, Child Protection Services, gets a hold of people's property if they're doing it unlawfully because we know there's that's a whole corrupt racket as well. This is what they're using against you is your ignorance with the terminology of the words that are used. So when you use the word property, that covers everything and it's very, very powerful. People that wear the black robes are terrified of that word. Why? Because they know, number one, that no man or woman is their property. And when you walk into these public courthouses, okay, even though you walk into their courtroom, it's a foreign jurisdiction. It's a legal proceeding that's operating, right? But they don't want you to know that, that there's a higher, their courts are in fear to the, the law, the highest law of this land in our world, which is common law. Because we all came into this world as a man or a woman from our creator. And then we, the people, went and created government. Government went and created police, 
sheriffs, you know, judges, etc. So this is what people need to understand where we stand in the hierarchy. But what's operating in our world today is that, yes, God created man or woman, but then these service corporations that were created went out and created legal persons, unbeknownst to us. And that's the trespasses we talked about last time that occurs against us when we're born in a hospital. That's what the birth certificate represents. See, a birth, something that is birth, that's a commerce, that's a shipping term. Okay, you are not birthed when you're when you're born. You are born into this world. And when you understand the evil that's been around us for so long, they continually compromise our consciousness. That's why we have the song, which you all know, happy birthday to you. See, they're reconfirming all the time. So people associate the word birth with a birth certificate they get, and they carry that forth all throughout their life, not understanding the enormous evil and trickery that's going on surrounding that. And that's what this LTA ultimately does, is it drills down, uh, as, I, as I can say quickly to everybody, if you're here to this for the first time, it's very, very simple. It's two questions, okay? When you hear the word common law, people think, oh my God, I got to learn all this law now like lawyers do? No. Common, the first word means what's common sense, that we the people know the difference between right and wrong. So there's only two questions that ever come up, no matter who is the man or woman that you're ever engaging with, interacting in, whether it's a man wearing a robe as a judge, whether it's a, a, a police officer, a firefighter, a, a, a lawyer, a, a doctor, whoever it is in this world, someone at McDonald's, it doesn't make a difference. There's always two questions that you must answer with them first. And the first one is, does that man or woman claim that I'm property? Well, of course, we know that man or woman is never going to claim your property. We're talking about jurisdiction here. That means control. And this is how it ties back into the nurses that you're asking about. The second question is, is where's the contract? Do I have a contract with this man or woman that I'm speaking to in the private capacity, right, as a man or woman, or in the role that they're acting as right now as a, as a justice of the peace or a police officer, whatever? And if that answer is no as well, then they have no jurisdiction. That's that key word, control over you. And you must understand that they have jurisdiction, a man wearing a black robe in a legal proceeding over that legal person, that birth certificate. That's why you see the names are in all capital letters. Um, uh, and any court filings that you go into, which is actually dog Latin, when you learn what is actually going on here, we were all taught never to write our names in all capital letters. And that's why it's interesting, the documentation I'm going to be able to get in here to show you is you're going to see how the bar now, the law society, again, it's, it's a fiction on paper, is coming after another fiction. Christopher James, they've capitalized everything because they're trying to stop me from obviously accessing my public courthouses because I've been helping people for the last few years and now I'm right over the target. Now they're very scared because these two truths are that simple. When you walk into a courtroom, you first drill down on the jurisdiction. You say, I'm challenging jurisdiction. You find out the name of the man or woman that's wearing that black robe and you say, Bob, two simple questions. I require you to claim, put on the record right now, either that I'm your property or that I have a contract with you. Produce it. And they're not going to produce that. And they're going to run from that question as much as they can. And when they don't answer that question, now it's on the record that that man wearing the black robe, he's your public servant. That's what these people are. Remember, the second that any man or woman acts in any role, you have no rights. You have duties and obligations in whatever role you're acting in, in whatever job description you have. Once you take that hat off and you're not working under that, you know, that job description or whatever role you're acting in, then you're back to a man or a woman and you have all your unalienable rights. And it comes back to those two questions. Unless you cause wrong and harm, trespass against a man or woman, then no man or woman has jurisdiction over you. We are all created equal under the law. So the problem we have here is that when you learn this truth, now we have people, this ignorance we're dealing with that are higher up in the, in the medical industry. We have a lot of people that are corrupt, unfortunately, but again, this ignorance is permeating right throughout all businesses. It doesn't matter if it's in hospitals or your corporate side. I've got people that work for the airlines. Like I said, the pilots now, they're going to looking at being force mandated to take these, 
these these injections, right? And they know that it's wrong. So they're reaching out to me as well to try and find a way forward. So what you have to do is you have to write to the top man or woman of whatever that organization is, be it a service corporation. In my case, it would be Canada, Justin Trudeau, or the Ontario uh, Provincial Government, which is a service corporation. The man is Doug Downey. And you write to the top people of that corporation. Remember, they're no different than McDonald's. That's how you have to look at it. There's nothing to fear of these people. They fear you understanding and learning the truth. So what's happening now is with the doctors and we're seeing going on, you know, right around the world is that many of them, unfortunately, are, are you know, continuing this horrific, you know, genocide of forcing these vaccinations or saying that they're safe or whatever, that you have to get them. They're not telling their, you know, their, their, their fellow man and woman when they're in their offices, what the dangers are here, because whether they choose to be willfully ignorant or whether they're just doing it because they're getting a lot of money on the back end, it's all irrelevant. At the end of the day, that is a trespass. And that's where the Nuremberg trial uh, codes come into effect because when you learn the Nuremberg codes, it's worldwide after the Second World War. No, no one is allowed to inject you, put a mask on you, to imp implement any type of medical treatment on you without your consent. Okay. And as we're all pro probably well aware of, is this whole lie surrounded COVID 19 is now falling apart big time on the world stage. So that's why it's, it's very important that people understand the simplicity of what we're talking about here. Know who you are, that you're not property of another man or woman, and that ultimately contract makes the law. No matter any man or woman that's coming in front of you, if it's someone high up in the government, they're saying, hey, section such, such and such of this act or this code or this statute, you've breached this. Oh, really? I've breached it? Well, where is my name on that act? Right? See, my name's not there with my wet signature. It's not a contract. I haven't consented to it. I don't even know who wrote it. So if Bob or Susie that you're talking to there believes that you're under the jurisdiction of this act, you simply say to them, well, I require you to produce the man or woman that wrote this act because they're going to have to come forward and claim what? That I'm property or I have a contract with them on the private side or through the corporate side, the agent, how they're acting as a legislator, whatever, for that service corporation. And when they don't produce any of that, then nothing that is on that piece of paper applies to we the people. And this is the big truth. Like, that's how simple all of this is. People get caught up because they get these lawyers, what they're spe specializing in is convoluting the situation. They've got all these processes, and that's what the rules of civil procedure are. It's a process, and the word civil means Roman law. We talked about that last time. So it's got nothing to do with the rights of a man or a woman. As soon as you get in there, the entire objective of these bar members is to represent you as what was created on paper when you were born, the birth certificate. And then they continue to move along into the, under their legal processes and rules of civil procedure. And that's how we are denied our rights and our accesses because it's very simple. For example, these nurse, nurses, I'm writing letters, I'm helping people out now to write to these senior people that are in the hospital because you're putting not the hospital on notice you're putting that man or woman on notice look bob or susie what you're doing here and you you have to educate them also through it that's why you give them the nuremberg trials that's why you give them there's incredible documentation on dr sherry tenpenny's website it's enormous she's in real time right now what's going on they've got all the numbers from the cdc and the who now even though we know those numbers aren't correct, they're still showing that there was never, ever a first wave. There was never, ever a second wave. And there sure as hell isn't a third wave. And that all of these lockdowns that have been occurring in our countries has been by design, as we've been talking about by the central banks to basically, in you know, create this one world government. So that's the long and the short of it with the question for, you know, the nurses. Thank you so much. Um it's really empowering whenever we hear from, whenever I hear from you. I'm going to pass it on now to uh, Roy so that everyone could really put in their questions. Hi, Christopher. Um, Hi, Roy. Good to see you again. 
You too. And just for those that don't know, we've done a brilliant episode um, previously and you covered a load of items, so people should go back and look at that. Yes. So now I'm paranoid that if it's your date of birth, do I say happy birthday? I don't say that. So what should people say? <laughs> happy born day. That's what I just say. I know it's it's like splitting hairs because we, we've been so conditioned to think, oh my God, it's just part of my life. It's just a word, right? But no, it's not. Okay. And this is the problem is that we've never been taught these foundational truths. And uh, I believe it was uh, Chris that was on here. We were speaking just before we came on live. I had a wonderful and incredible interview a week ago. I'm getting goosebumps as I tell you about it again with a man by the name of Nathan Linchuk. He's a past police officer in Saskatchewan who quit because he's, he understands this massive fraud going on from the coronavirus to what these the senior people above him are doing to the lower offices. You got to understand the police within their own systems are being attacked, Roy, and everybody here. This is why you have to know. So they're looking for the way forward. And during that broadcast, I highly recommend that everybody goes and watches it. You can find me on Brighteon. Most of my materials uploaded to BitChute. I'm behind on my last three shows for a particular reason because the documentation I'm going to show you here, I didn't want to kind of tip my hands until some communications went in with the law society that's trying to take me down. But that's why it's so important that we're having these conversations. And I'm so blessed, you know, Roy and all of you that are here today. So, you know, that's Brilliant. where we're at. So I know you mentioned about the affidavit and basically that you don't say affidavit on the way back. I remember when I had court cases in Ireland in the high court, I mean, I didn't even know what an affidavit was, to be honest, which I had to check it out after I got it. It was something I wasn't familiar with. Is there a way in the, the human capacity when you're responding that you can word it in such a way that you're knocking them out of the park that it doesn't even go to court? Absolutely. And if I can do a share screen here quickly with... Uh... Uh, share screen with two monitors, share screen with, um, okay, I guess that's sharing this. Now I'm sharing the screen. Does it let me select the window here. Sorry, I haven't done this before. Here it is here. There we are. Okay. Can everybody see what, can everybody see this uh, screen here? No. Oh, no, it's coming on. Yeah. Okay, so this is what is known as, uh, again, we'll just quickly recap this, that a man or a woman never uses an affidavit, only agents or officers, again, someone that's acting in a legal realm, that's the corporate side, that's where an affidavit is used. What a man or a woman uses is this, it's called a living testimony in the form of an affidavit. Now, why that title is so important, because it keeps us, we the people, so there's a man that's speaking to you here. I'm, this is a living testimony, okay? A fiction can't make a living testimony. A police officer can't make a testimony, right? But the man or the woman that's acting through that, right, they can. So in this case, what this allows us to do is remain in our jurisdiction on the land. If we didn't cover this, I believe we covered it last time, but I'll quickly say it again. There's three jurisdictions in law in this world that you've never been taught. Even the bar members are not taught this. And the, it's the word law itself. Okay, law is not some little cute little pretty word here. Law stands for the three jurisdictions, land, air, water. So we are born on the land, but immediately when we're born, and the, the A stands for ecclesiastical air, canon law, and then the W stands for water. So the three jurisdictions, land, air, water. We're born on the land in a hospital. Immediately when we're born, when that paperwork is created and there's a birth, right, a record that's now been registered, we get dragged out into the jurisdiction of the sea. That's how they've done all this. That's why lawyers are trained in admiralty maritime law, okay? Because they can't have control. It's all based on commerce. It's all based on corporations that are created. And that's what that birth certificate represents. So what this document here does, it's very powerful. And I will reiterate it again that I said earlier, the two questions is all that everybody needs to understand, okay? And that is, 
Are you property of another man or woman, or do you have a contract with them in a private capacity or in the capacity that they're operating and acting as, you know, a police officer or whatever? If you don't have a contract with them or their service corporations, and there's no verified claim that a man's come forward or woman that you've trespassed, there's that one word you have to use because it covers everything, causing them wrong or harm, then these people have no jurisdiction control over you. And that goes right up to the highest levels within these service corporations, the premiers, the presidents of countries, the people that are acting as attorney generals, you know, these big terminologies that they give them. So I just wanted to state that you can hit them too with those first two questions in my property, produce the contract. If you don't have a contract, boom, you're done. But what the LTA does now, this is very powerful. And this is through Anna Von Wrights out of the United States, who I'm working very closely with Australia and multiple other countries right now that are finally coming online. I should quickly say this is that they're going to be bringing on a new banking system for We the People and the land record system, which is going to be launching, I think, next week in Australia. And then it's going to get brought over to Canada. And what this does is that it's going to put all of our property, everything that we've purchased that we believe was our property, but it has incorrect titles. It's going to reconvey it all back onto the land in the correct title for We the People. And that's when all this taxation is going to stop. That's when the real fun is going to start here. So... I'll quit talking about that and I'll get into this. I won't read this whole thing, but I just want people to understand what this is. Uh, so it's a living testimony in the form of an affidavit, an LTA. This was actually filed on the 28th day of May, 2021, or the 31st actually, in the Supreme Court in British Columbia. Why? Because, well, I can quickly show you this here. The British, the British Columbia, they're coming after me. Okay, here it is. This is the, the court case that they filed. The Law Society of British Columbia, and I remember what I said about capitalization, diminished, uh, diminished, uh, <laughs> Dominia uh, Demutia, which is a uh, uh, Roman law that says that through the capitalization, it diminishes the capacity of a man or a woman to that of a person. Remember, you're born as a man or a woman, and you're not a person in this world. A person is a trick word. You're one of the people or you're a man or woman. So what you see here, we talked about the capitalization when we're born as your birth certificate scenes. Well, now you see the capitalization written here, and this is all a legal filing. Then you see my name. Now, my last name is blacked out. I just do that for now to protect myself as best as I can moving forward for my family. But ultimately, at the end of the day, what's going on here? There we go. So ultimately, at the end of the day, you can see that my name is in all capital letters. But then shortly later, look what they do here. My name's in upper and lower case. Well, what's going on here? See, these are the, at the top of any filing, this is where the parties are that are supposed to be involved in this court. And these are legal terminologies, petitioner, respondent. I'm not a respondent. Somebody else went and created this documentation. They put my name in all capital letters, and now they believe that they have jurisdiction over me. So what ultimately the, bar, the Law Society of British Columbia is doing is they're coming after me to basically, uh, this got served to me. Oh, did I have the, uh, I'll have to show that when I come back on. I got over 100 pages. Um, can everybody see the screen and us, uh, Grace, or is it just the document everyone's seeing right now as I'm talking? No, no we can see both, yeah. Okay, terrific, because I've got you guys blocked out, so I'm not looking over to my other screen here so I can read this, so that's good. So what happened was, I'll give you the long and the short of it, on uh, May the 4th, as you can see that this was this was written up, it was filed on May the 4th, I got served on May the 10th, a week later at my home here in Burlington, a process server came to the door and she handed it to me. Now, normally, when you get a document handed to you and you see your name in all capital letters, you must know that that's not you, you do not accept it, you hand it back. However... There's another way that you can play this, which is very powerful. I accepted it all conditionally upon whoever created this produces the obligation, the contract which they rely. See how powerful that is? I'll accept this paperwork. I'm going to go through it. It was 100 pages. And what they did is they copied all my website. They copied all this stuff because I was in a court we secured in uh, British Columbia called the Pahar Court. And this is what is also my website you need to look up. 
the case files there, the audio from that court as well as there. These bar members took our initial filing that was a common law claim that was submitted and they converted it into a legal filing and then they had jurisdiction they felt and then they threw it out of the courthouse. Why? Well, because we're going after the top people of the service corporation, British Columbia, the man acting as premier, the man acting as attorney general, the man acting as, or the woman acting as health minister. Okay. And also the chief of police, because all of these people are in collusion with what they're doing to the people, especially this man, Mac, who got locked up for no reason, all based on this COVID stuff. Again, they were trespassing upon him without any contract or a verified claim that he caused wrong or harm to another man or woman. So the reason you can simply understand this now is that when you look at any legal filing, You'll always see at the top, the names are in all capital letters. What they sometimes do is when we were born, who set the system up, this was the Pope, the Queen, and the central bankers. This is why I'm saying we were all born into this. And in order for them to get control over man, which they couldn't do because they know the creator, we are under God, who is our ultimate judge. He's the only judge. You can't sue through masters. They had to trick the people. So every time a baby is born in a hospital, immediately paperwork's created that creates a legal person, unbeknownst to them and their parents, a corporation, and now that corporation falls under the control of the system that the central bankers, the Pope and the Queen set up. So that's why when you're going into what you believe is your public courthouse, well, you're walking into your public courthouse, but the second you get in here, they're placing this over you. They're cloaking you in a personhood, you know, a person capacity or whatever, and you don't allow it. That's why this LTA that we're going to get back to is so important. So as you can see here right away, this has nothing to do with me as the man or the woman. Well, I'm a man, I'm not a woman, but I'm just saying it has nothing to do with me because just because you see your name in all capital letters, then the light will start to go on that that's not you, okay? That is not who you are as a man or woman. And this Law Society of British Columbia, will you bring forward this man or woman called the Law Society of British Columbia who's got a verified claim again what? That claims that I'm property. They got to come forward and speak at an open court that I'm property or I've got a contract with them. And these people that are working for the Law Society, they have neither. So they seem to believe Ultimately, which my filings and communications, as you're going to see, is that they must believe that I'm property because I have no contract and that our public courthouses now, see, they've, they've bit off more they can chew with this because now they're dragging this out into the light. And I did this by design. I planned all my casework over the last six months in order to really rock their cage, so to speak, so that they were going to come after me. And they have taken the bait. Like I couldn't, it's the biggest fish I could ever hopefully catch for our world because what this case means to everybody out there looking at this right now, this is going to expose the law societies, the bar, that they have no jurisdiction over we the people, that they've been causing massive fraud and corruption from day one since their inception on how and why they were created. And now we have for the very first time the opportunity to go and correct this at our public courthouses, remove those rules of civil procedure. These guys can still come in and do their legal stuff. That's for corporations. That's contract work. That's what lawyers do. They have nothing to do with a man or a woman. And if they're applying codes, rules, statutes, or criminal codes against you or highway traffic acts, then you understand that what they're applying that to is what was created when you were born, the birth certificate not you as a man or a woman. So ultimately it goes through this process here. The whole thing they're looking to, to, to get me out of the courthouses here. Uh, it's pretty, Gavin is his name, Hoekstra. And I've written right back to Gavin. You'll see all the people that I've written to on this, which is really good. Anyways, this is just the first cover page of it. There's Gavin lawyer Hoekstra for the petitioner of, uh, you know, the law society or whatever, but they're basically looking to set up a hearing to have me uh, come in here because they were going, as you can see here, line number 30, because by conducting a criminal defense on behalf of Mr. Pahar, prosecuting Mr. Pahar's civil action, well, you got to stop and take a look when you go back and read the Pahar court that was established, number one. It was not a criminal defense. Criminal is a legal terminology. And it was not on behalf of who's a Mr. Pahar. 
Mac, the man Pahar, was moving his own court, the Pahar court. I was simply an, uh, an officer, the, a man that he asked to provide support to him to ensure that the jurisdiction of the court, I have no skin in the game. I'm just there to make sure that the jurisdiction land, it remains on common law and it is not dragged into the legal world. So that's why they're referencing the Pahar court and all of this right now. And they're basically trying to throw everything they can at me at the sun. You know, they talk about um, also as well says uh, uh, my name recording and posting on the January 25th, 21 hearing and the criminal matter contravening the joint courts policy of use electronic devices in courtroom. So what I also did whenever Mac and I have gone on, on these uh, zoom calls because the courthouses are all shut down is I've recorded it. We have every right to. And yet they tell us before we do that, they say that uh, through some electronics act, as they're talking here, right, that you're not policy, as it says here, on the use of electronic devices in courtrooms, section three, whatever, some act. Um, they basically try and prevent you from recording and having a record of all this so that you cannot expose the corruption that's going on. Well, I recorded it, right, because that's my right. Who's going to come forward and claim that I don't have the right to do that at the public courthouse? Again, those two questions come up. Who's going to claim my property? The man wearing the black robe? Nope, because you established with them right off the case. You do not have jurisdiction over me, Bob or Susie. And I'm here to, and I need to require this for a record of what is occurring here, just in case I don't miss anything so that I can remain honorable moving forward and that there is a proper public record. So that's what they try and do to, to do all this. And I just ignore it and I record it every time I go in. Last time when Mac and I, Mac and I were there for the hearing, what actually happened was uh, I said it right off the top to everybody on the record during this hearing that they were having when they were trying to throw uh, Mac's, Mac's case out, which they did not throw the Pahar court out. What they threw out was the legal filing that they went and created and rewrote everything in a legal terminology. All of a sudden now Mac is a, is a plaintiff and then he's th these people are all these defendants. They writ it up in legal jargon because if that was actually how it was originally filed, yes, the rules civil procedure then apply. And this is what they can't stand. In Ontario here, if you try and file it electronically, they've got a first cover page that says, you're required to check this box off first, stating that by using this filing that you are going to uphold and you're going to stand under the rules of civil procedure. See, the bar's terrified. They don't want people to know this. So this is the, this is basically that what went into the courthouses here. So how I reacted back to them. First was the, a letter that I sent to uh, the chief justices and that, but I'll just quickly show you here through this living testimony in the form of an affidavit. These are the people, Gavin Hoekstra, again, the man that's, and then you see his name in all capital letters after it again. So we're covering the man and we're also covering that legal fiction that they're trying to work in. You're covering both of them. Just so you know, we're talking to both of you. Either, either one of you, either side of you, you want to try and act through as the man or the legal side, you better damn well claim on property or you got a contract with me. So who sometimes acts as a lawyer, and then Dean Lawton. Dean Lawton is a man who sometimes acts as bar member bencher. Oh, here's a quick little, uh, again, I've been at this for a long time and I just found this out going through this process. Whenever you're dealing with people that are trespassing against you, you always go to the head of head, the top man or woman of that organization, as I've said so many times. So in this case, we have a law society. And what does the law society of the hierarchy have? It has a board of directors. The board of directors is called benchers. Now, I don't know if anybody remembers from the last time I was on the show, but what does the word bench mean in Latin? Bank. Bank. So you have benchers. Bankers. Isn't that hilarious? So there are 25 elected people from within the bar. One who's not elected is always the attorney general for that particular province where the law society is operating. He is sort of like a pro quid quo. You know, he gets to be part of this uh, organization and overseeing what they're doing or being part of it at least. So I guess they can keep all their ducks in a row. 
So there's 25 benchers and then there's an executive within the um, uh, Law Society of British Columbia. So what I have done is that uh, the, that's these people. I'm going after all 25 of them. And yet this communication goes out to not only the members of the Law Society of British Columbia, but every man and woman that's a member of the bar worldwide. Okay. I'm asking any of them to come forward and claim that I'm property. One man or anything that you've put pen to paper that you got a contract behind it that binds me to it. And nobody has that. And that's when all of their part of my language shit is going to fall apart in this court. And I want this to go to a hearing. I want this to go on the record because I personally think that they're just going to simply throw this out and they're going to say, yep, we've banned Christopher James from coming in the courts ever again here. This is how we've done it. Well, you can see what they've banned, a piece of paper. They haven't banned me, the man. But it's important that everybody sees that they're attacking this because this is the big truth. This is what they're terrified of that the world is going to find out. And we're so blessed that we've, we're all in this position here today to bring this forward. So you have Dean Lawton, who's a member of the Bar of Bencher, Lisa Hamilton, who acts as a Bar member of Bencher, Christopher McPherson, another guy who acts as a member of the Bencher. And then I went to the two top uh, executives, which was Don Avison and Adam Whitcomb, right? And then we go down here, part B, the Vancouver Registry, Supreme Court of British Columbia. What's it about? There's the file number that they created. And part C, details of the living testimony in the form of an affidavit, LTA. Now this is up on my website. Everybody needs to go through this and read it. Why? I said earlier that the two questions, that's how you hammer them. If you hear, again, I think it was Chris or somebody else was talking about uh, Bodine and Simone, which we can talk about after this uh, in Australia, two women that I've been helping. Again, two women at the side of the road. They were causing no wrong or harm to any man or woman. They were simply looking at their computer and these two guys show up from a service corporation, the local police. They start demanding licensing. They start demanding registration, blah, 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 blah. They said, we're not giving it to you. We're not operating under license. Well, it escalated to that these guys broke into their car. They dragged them out. They hurt both of these women horrifically. And of course, the police say that they got assaulted by these women. When you get assaulted, that ramps it up from a traffic, which wasn't even a traffic stop, to a criminal charge now. So when that got when that happened, these women were obviously put in a very precarious position. We write to these people three times before we go to court to try and set it honorably, communicating what the LTA stands for here. When they didn't acquiesce with that, we've now, we, well, we literally did it at the last minute on the trial date, which if you go to my website, you can hear the actual audio and you're going to hear two incredible women stand on that square and they're lions. Okay, I worked on them for probably a good month. So I, I let them know because this is what people need to understand. All the paperwork in the world, we can show this and you can understand this. The LTA is a wonderful, incredible, powerful document. You read it and you must know it within your heart, your mind, and soul. But when you get into these courts, if these people are going to ignore the LTA, which the legal world's going to, they don't want to accept it. They don't want to recognize it because it's going to expose everything for them. Then you have to be able to stand on your square and act exactly like Bodine and Simone have done. And please go and watch that audio on my warriorcalls.com site. Uh, the case file is Bodine and Simone. It's awesome when you hear how they stood there. And they put the man Robert. They're calling the man Robert, the man wearing the black robe. You always find out the name of that man or woman before you're going into court because you don't refer to them as your honor or your magistry or whatever else terminology that they like to you know, give them the jurisdiction. That man or woman there is your public servant unless, again, he claims your property on the record or he's got a contract privately or personally. The LTA, though, we put in the last time and they were ignoring it all. So what actually happened is that it was through the training I did with Bodine and Simone to stand on that square. And here's a real powerful thing you can do. On top of the two questions, you say to the man or woman wearing the robe, point to the person. Remember, person's a trick word. Point to the person in question in this courtroom. Who is the person that is, that is, that is being brought in under question through this court proceeding? They can't point to the person because the person is a fiction. The person is that all caps name, that piece of plastic that was created when you're born. And they don't like that. So when they can't point to the person, 
and they can't produce a, a contract that that you've somehow relinquished your rights to be under the rules of civil procedure, to be under this legal proceeding that's moving before you in this court, or that man or woman wearing the robe doesn't claim that your property, then there's no court. And that's the square you're going to hear Bodine and Simone that they stayed on. So ultimately here what happens is that when you have the, uh, the form of a li living testimony in the form of an affidavit, you must have at the bottom of each page the witnesses, okay? I I'll tell you another quick story here too. I went originally, Bodine and Simone's you're going to see that's uploaded on the site. They went to a public notary. Learn the difference between a notary public and a public notary. A notary public's jurisdiction is Admiralty Maritime Law. A public notary is supposed to be on the jurisdiction of the land by and for the people. That's why it's called public. All right. So I went to go and get this notarized. And because I don't carry any more government ID, because the bar controls now these, these they're aware of what's going on with these documentations, this correct ID being created. They've instructed and they've told all of the notaries or public notaries that if they accept any of this paperwork, that they're going to be disbarred, right? They're threatening them. So they don't accept that. So when I went to go to this last time, I had all my documentation in front of her. I'm standing right in front of this woman to notarize this document you have in front of me here to put her stamps and seal on it. And they wouldn't do it. Pardon my language. It pissed me right off. I knew that I, I knew that was probably going to happen anyways, but I, I wanted to do that to show people that there was hopefully still some goodness out there. But at the end of the day, what this has taught me now and that I'm sharing with everybody, we never, ever use a notary public. We never, ever use a public notary. What you're going to use is three of your fellow man because they are more powerful in court to, for the testimony. And that's what you see at the bottom of every page here. Because as I wrote this up, you have to have three witnesses that you, you're claiming that you've written this document and everything that you claim within it be true. And you have people witness that you've done it. That's why you see the three names, the three thumbprints as it's going here. You'll see Bodine's and Simone's. They've had a notary public or a public notary uh, put their seal and stamp on it in their world in Australia, which is fine. See, because you're the, you know, the notaries are supposed to be recognized in the legal world, whether you're a notary public or a public notary, but because the rubber is really hitting the fan now, and these people know that their backs are up against the wall, that's why they're attacking me in the bar to block me to give some sort of credence to what they've been doing all this time is actually legitimate. They're going to throw everything at everybody. So it's important you understand that how these documents are created and download them from my website. So it basically just goes through here. I'm not going to read it all, but it goes through everything from when I came into this world who I am as a man, right? And what is going on here? I'm talking about, you know, the when it says LSA, that stands for living soul author, right? It's very important you understand that. Go and look at how the Queen of England, this woman, Elizabeth, signs off on her letters. She has LS written there, living soul. See, the devil is in the details. And if you don't understand the words that you're using, and you don't understand whether it's capital or upper and lowercase, you don't understand what is actually being communicated on a piece of paper. And this is why their courts are all fraud. I'll give you an example simply. If you were having, if you had a, if a judge is always acting as a referee and he has a baseball team in front of him and he has a hockey team in front of him and they're both there to, to, to play the game, right? In court, that's what a court is. It's a game that's being played, a sick one. How can a hockey team operate under their rules against a baseball team against their rules? They can't. Two different jurisdictions. Everybody simply understands that. So what the bar has to do is they have to fool the hockey team and make them all think that they're baseball players. And then once the judge gets that, boom, he moves ahead. Okay. And that's why you never want to talk to these people in court. You want to put everything in writing as we've done here. So what happened with Simone and Bedeen is that this guy was this judge man, not a judge, the man acting as a judge, the public servant named Robert Young. He basically said to Bodine, this is all gibberish, this stuff that, you know, it's this uh, sovereign crap or whatever. Again, it's because he does not want to release his jurisdiction that he has of the unlawful proceeding that's before him here today. Because if they let one of the sheep out, which they look at us as, then it's over for their system. But as soon as they said to them, point to the person in question, Robert, 
Who is the person in question here? With dead silence in the court. And he kind of went like that to Simone and Bodine. And then you hear Simone pipe up and say, I'm not a person. I'm a woman. Where's the verified claim? And then she turned her, her attack on the man or woman that's acting as the prosecutor because they weren't there at the side of the road when this trespass happened. They don't have firsthand knowledge. And Simone destroyed her right then and there. It was dead silence. And finally, they, they walked out and the judges said, let them go. They're under warrant. You know, they're, they're under bail bond right now. So they'll be arrested if they leave the courthouse threatening them. When again, that entire bail bond that they were forced to sign under duress the past two times, it's all based on fraud. And I told them, you walk out of that courthouse and you get home. So they walked out of the courthouse and they got home. A little bit of problems. The police have tried to come after him since, but now we've wrote and written more communications to Robert the Justice. Third one's going out tomorrow to him because he's acquiesced. And it's those two questions we're asking Robert now. Robert, do you claim that I property or do I have a contract with you on the private side or the, or the corporate side that you're operating for the service corporation? Produce it. Because you didn't answer any of the questions. You didn't point to the person in court, right? You had no court. You have to do the honorable thing now and withdraw this warrant you've put out for, again, these fictional uh, you know, arrests for Bodine and Simone and stop this because he's causing enormous wrong and harm. And this communication also went right up to Antonio Guterres, who is the head of the UN Secretary General. Okay, this is important because I've learned through Anna Von Reitz in that, is that if we are mischaracterized in our public courthouses, all right, that's a war crime. This is what happened after the Second World War because there were these other courts that were operating, I guess, during the war where they were bringing people in and, and they were not recognizing that man or woman and they were basically, you know, doing horrific things to them. So it wound up becoming a war crime after the Second World War that you cannot mischaracterize a man or woman and bring them into court and place like a person over them and then apply all these rules, codes, and statutes to them. So that's why this communication has now gone up to... Uh, the chief uh, at the head of the UN secretary. And it's also, so you know, gone to the, the top premier of uh, Australia. It's gone to the attorney general of Australia, the man acting as that, and the man also acting as the chief justice. Because all of these people are ultimately responsible for all of these other people that are working as agents and officers with un under their umbrella of this service corporation called on Australia. Okay, it's that simple. You take Australia out of the way, you put McDonald's out of the way. The same liability occurs. If the president or the CEO of McDonald's, if I'm writing to him saying, hey, Bob or Susie within your organization, they've trespassed against me and this is what they've done. They're trying to administrate my property without right, without contract or without verified claim. I require you to correct the record honorably. And you always end it with, I wish to forgive all for said trespass and live in peace. Because that's where there's a big part of this. Why, that's why it says in the Bible, you know, forgive those that trespass against you. That's why that word is there, trespass, because it covers everything. Very powerful. So I'll only talk a little bit more on this. So this is the basic document that you can see. Download it. It's uh, basically the whole communication between me and my relationship with the society of the bar are using and abusing my given name, as it says, without my knowledge. If someone goes and takes your name, and it doesn't matter if they write it in upper and lowercase, all all, all uppercase, and in jello, and hieroglyphics, and Chinese, mud with a finger, you have you are not bound to that document. And this is what people need to see. Just because you get a document with your name is sent to it on it, whatever configuration it's in, unless you know these people that are sending it to you or there's the verified claim or your property or contract, it has no force or effect on you. And it's that powerful. And that's how you shut these courts down. So it goes on like this for six pages I have here. I can get this down to two pages, and that's the other one that's there. But at the end of the day, it's very powerful. And if I can, I just want to show everybody this, uh, this last document here. Sorry, my computer's a little bit... Uh, slowing up here. I just quickly want to show because this communication when it went off to the bar, I also did this. And if I can, I would just like to read this to everybody. It's a very short one. Christopher Hitkins, he's a man who required to act honorably as chief justice. This is in the, the uh, British Columbia 
uh, province, province of British Columbia. He's the top man acting as chief justice for all the superior courts. And then Melissa Gillespie, she's the woman who acts as the honorably as the chief justice for the provincial courts. So again, we just talked about the CEO of McDonald's. Well, these two are the CEOs of all the judges of all the operations that are supposed to be going on in their courts. And if fraud is brought before their attention, they have a duty and obligation to see that that fraud is stopped. And they're not allowed to have fraud occurring in our public courthouses, but they don't want you to know that everything that they do is based on first year ignorance. As the maxim says, let those deceived be deceived. And furthermore, you know, they're going to, they're going to run with that as long as they can. So it goes on to this. And the reason that they're written to is I've got everybody on, on, on the docket with this. It went to the, as you saw with the LTA, the top seven people there within the, and Gavin or eight people, whoever it was within the law society of the executive there. And then now I've also gone at the chief justice of British Columbia, the provincial level. We've also gone to the attorney general and, and minister of justice of Canada. And I've also written to the man who acts as the chief justice of Canada. So all the top people and why I've written to them, they're required to rebut that LTA, every single point that's in there and they can't do it. And if they acquiesce, that means they don't respond to me after three communications and they are confirming that that LTA be true. And an affidavit that goes unrebutted remains true. So I'll just quickly relieve this so you can see my communication to them. Greetings, Christopher and Melissa. You're never, you're never looking to do anything in a confrontational way. May 10th, 2021, I received via processor file number, as we talked about from Gava Hoekstra, a bar member. This is being brought to your direct attention as top public servants to address immediately. The level of corruption is off the charts requiring your written response on two simple questions. So I don't even get into the LTA, but they were included with that within the documentation. One, I property of Gavin or any man or woman of the bar, including all acting justices. Boom. That's powerful for them. They've got to, someone's got to come forward and claim my property. No one's going to do that. Check mark. Second one, any contract exists with Gavin or the Law Society of British Columbia. They don't have a contract with me. So where do these people have jurisdiction control? Where do these people think they have the right to come into a public courthouse and under the color of law, thinking that I'm ignorant, placing my name in all capital letters, that they can now ban me from not only accessing a public courthouse, they don't want me helping and preparing paperwork for anybody. They don't even want me prosecuting my own cases unless I'm in good standing with the bar, just so you know that. So that's why I'm writing to them. The attached documents have been filed on the public record, and that's the LTA that you saw here earlier, into this corrupt hearing action. If the two questions above are not answered with a yes, with verifiable evidence, then this man Gavin and those around him at the Law Society of British Columbia are to be held accountable. The two questions are foundational in law, which I should not have to explain to either of you. The attached LTA also filed on the public records, which I demand any point rebutted if not true. This is not going away and the police in my area now are now aware and see the bar is the enemy of the people. You have seven days to respond with this evidence to counter the LTA or stop the horrific trespass by your society. The Pahar court, there was the court number established lawfully, was trespassed upon, also requiring immediate restoration if evidence not produced counter to the affidavit LTA, which applies also to Mac Pahar. The gig is up. I don't piss around with these people. The police and the people now have the evidence of massive constructive fraud. All of you have been continued to do under the color of law. So this is your moment to correct. I am not alone. Thousands in this country are awake and growing to this massive corruption occurring, including the police at our public courthouses by bar members because of massive deceit. The common law is the law of this land, not legal. Legal does not apply to a man or a woman. Fact. Remember, lawful applies to a man, woman, or people. Period. Full stop. Legal applies to that which is incorporated. 
And that's what happens when we're born. That's what that birth certificate represents. That's what all of their legal court proceedings represent. It's all theater. They're dragging you in because that service corporation where I live, Ontario, is a provincial government. They went and created a company, a corporation in my name without my consent. And that's who they're dragging into court. That's what they created. And they're trying to say that that's you, Christopher. No, it's not. Imagine if McDonald's tried that. It'd be thrown out like that out of the public courthouses. But because this is all part of this repugnant society called the bar that must be liquidated into oblivion, these people should never be allowed to access our public courthouses again or ever or access them representing a, representing a man or a woman in our public courthouses. They're never to be involved in common law. Okay, because they're taught common law is case law, again, by their society. Sorry, I went off there. Uh, the attached communications show a plethora of repugnant corrupt actions of bar members involved. I trust this is crystal clear, the level of this corruption and your required action now that this is being brought directly to your attention honorably requires you act like lightning to stop trespass and correct. If you require further evidence or education, it is found at my website. <laughs> I like to stick it to them there, right? And give them that nice little jab. You guys ain't uh, educated. You're all ignorant and you might be willfully ignorant, but the gig is up, as I said, because it's all exposed on my website, simply and powerfully. Just watch the four foundational knowledge videos because there are many great people who act as lawyers. And I say this again, it is the bar, the corporation, the institution that was set up that is corrupt and evil to the core. There are a lot of great people that are lawyers who have been lied to. And when they see this, some of them already around me have tore up their bar cards. And that's what we need to start seeing happening on mass. Everybody tearing up their bar cards and correcting our public courthouses. And this is global. This has to occur. And this is the fight that we have before us. So it goes on to say here, uh, brought to you, uh, requires you acting like lightning to stop said trespass. And again, I go here, just watch the four foundational videos because there are many great people who act as lawyers who have also been lied to. And why in this moment, Christopher and Melissa and all on this communication will rise up or be shown condoning this corruption against the people, treason. I await your written responses with verifiable evidence, if any of the LTA not be true. This is not a complaint, okay? Because on their website, they're, they're always saying, if you're writing to the Chief Justice and you're making a complaint, they're trying to, to divert it and, and send you off to this other organization that's been created to be intake for all the complaints of their society, right? For those of you that don't know, the bar is a society in and of itself, okay? If you make a complaint against a man, or woman in the bar society, they deal with it internally. It's not governed by the other service corporation, you know, the government of Canada or Ontario and the particular provin provincial uh, areas. They are an entity all and of themselves that are completely monitored and policed by themselves. So this is why there's no accountability. And the second that stuff like this has come up in the past, oh, they throw it out of the court quickly. But through the grace of God, because we have all this stuff occurring with uh, the COVID-19 has provided a vehicle for this truth to finally come to the light. And at the bottom here, you see my thumbprint. There's Scott Nielsen. He's the man who sometimes acts as a registrar at the Supreme Court. He was CC'd on this so that everybody sees that everybody's been copied on this. I've got them all dragged out into the light right now. And if they do not, if they do not produce, okay, the evidence that I am their property or they got a contract or where they have jurisdiction to be doing this to I am in at a public courthouse, then they're in a lot of trouble. Richard Wagner is the Chief Justice of Canada, and David Lamenti sometimes acts as Minister of Justice and General uh, uh, Attorney General of Canada. So those are the uh, the three things there, guys. I will close all tabs and end my uh, sorry, trying to end my screen share here. Uh, there we go. So I stop sharing. There we go. So I just wanted to share that. Thank you very much for allowing me to do that. It's important that everybody sees this around the world. And uh, we can talk about that or anything else you have on your your minds, guys. No, no, brilliant. It was uh, it was very good. I got a lot out of that. Just before I pass it over to Chris, just a quick one because I don't think people are aware of the warrant for the arrest of Pope 
Benedict was through the International Common Law Court. Is there much you would say on that? And I, I believe the Queen was involved in that as well. And how come she is not in hiding like the Pope? Well, this is the problem, okay? The key word is enforcement. If you're going to move a claim in a court and you're going to get some sort of a, a decision that's rendered at the end of it by a jury of your peers, how is that being enforced? In our public courthouses today, they're all legal proceedings. So they've got that wrapped up. They've got the police under their thumb. They're going to jump, skip through any hoop that they're told by these people wearing the black robes. This is why you need to understand that, you know, the people were looking for the common law, whatever it's called, the international criminal court or common law, whatever it's called, the ITTCS or whatever. People were looking for that in some other country to, to somehow give them weight to that. This is the court that we have to go to to get you know, jurisdiction to get remedy, to seek justice. And I say to everybody out there, no, you don't. That court has got nothing to do with you. Okay. Remember you are holding court. When I move a claim in court, it'll be the James court that goes into my public courthouse. It's not under any of these other things, because remember when we came into this world as the man or woman, we are the highest, we're, we're the top of the, of the, of the food chain here. We are the creators ultimately of this world right? It was given to us, the sovereign part is that it was given to us through Genesis, through our creator, to, to have the dominion over the lands, the air, the water, right? And it is our duty to be good stewards and ensure that we remain and keep this world a healthy place. But unfortunately, moments after we're born, this thing happens. So when you have this ITS that's going out there, God bless all of them, their hearts are in the right mind, but this is why you didn't see any enforcement, right? Because they don't have the enforcement of it. It's not recognized. And that's why the police are finally seeing this, that when I go into a public courthouse and I see the jury of my peers, once we get these rules of civil procedure out of the way, once this battle with the bar ends, this is where the fight is. It's the only fight right now in our world, not the COVID. Why? Because we can't fight the COVID like that in the public courthouse with Dr. Judy Mikovits and all these other great people unless we've got that correct access and those rules of civil procedure taken out of the way. That's why everyone's got to drill down worldwide on the bar. We've got to make a big, we've got to get them out of the way and realize that that public courthouse is our savior because my local public courthouse is more powerful than any other courthouse in the world. The Supreme Court of Canada. Well, that's like the Supreme Court of Burger King and McDonald's. It's a Supreme Court of a service corporation. Nothing to do with me. All these people are all in theater wearing all these robes and getups. You ask those same two questions of the people at the Supreme Court of Justice. Do you claim that the people of Canada are your property? Hell no, they're not going to touch that. Then you ask them, well, which one of you knuckleheads here and all dressed up in your fancy robe, which one of you have got a contract with the people on the private side or on the corporate side when you're acting through this service corporation you're working for right now? They don't have it. And they don't. that's why you have to understand the Supreme Court of Canada, it's like the Supreme Court of Burger King. It has no jurisdiction over any man or woman. And that's why the common law, when a man or woman moves their claim or court, that makes the law. You're bringing the law into that court that a man or woman trespassed against me. There's no contract. Here's my evidence. Boom, you're done. And the bar's terrified because it's going to destroy, obviously, their business model that they've been, you know, so wonderfully, you know, capitalizing over everybody, you know, since we've been born. But it's all must come to an end. So a little bit around a bend on it. But at the end of the day, that's why you didn't see the Queen locked up. Stephen Harper, the prime minister at the time in Canada, was also part of that suit. You saw nothing happen to Stephen Harper. He's walking around free as a bird. That's because this international tribunal, it's got no recognition. It's got no firepower before it. And everyone's looking, say, well, why don't we hold courts in a church? Why don't we hold courts in a school gymnasium? If the people are gathering and we're holding court, does that not now verify that this is a legitimate, you know, ruling that comes out? And I say to everybody, we're dealing with a massive psyops on our consciousness. So we don't need to convolute it anymore. That public courthouse, we all recognize that when something goes down in there, whether it's been right or wrong, we always know that there's a jur jurisdiction that's in a, in a ruling that's, that's come out surrounding law. So they recognize that that is a place of 
authenticity. Okay. So why, why do we have to recreate the world? I don't get into forming assemblies. I get into forming, assembling my people as a grand jury or a jury of my peers at that public courthouse. And when they pass that verdict, if my claim be true or not, that is what makes the law. And then when the police see that, that order that comes out from that jury, whether the man's arrested, whether he's incarcerated, whether his life is going to be taken from him because common law is an eye for an eye, right? There's none of this uh, legal realm, none of these appeal process. So that's why you never saw the Pope and them locked up because there was no enforcement behind it. But once we get these courts corrected worldwide and it is coming, what they're doing in the United States is absolutely fantastic right now. They got 50 assemblies set up right across one in every single state. These assemblies are reconverting through the land record systems. Everyone's this unlawful trespass. They're converting all this legal jargon back onto the land. And once that is done, kiss the taxation goodbye, kiss the jurisdiction of all these corrupt courts goodbye, these judges, and that's going to be a hard reset. And that is very exciting. So, no, excellent. Thanks very much, Christopher. I'll pass you on to Chris before he kills me. <laughs> Thanks. Hi, hi, Chris. Um, just touching back actually on the Bodine and Simone case, just for, for a brief couple of moments. It, it is really, really powerful. I know I was just briefly talking to you before we started the, the live call here, but I'll tell you how powerful it is. I've been really trying to drill down on common law, especially in the last six months for people, and I'm learning more and more myself each day. I have a couple of people that are on the fence kind of going, yeah, I heard of the common law, but you know, the next thing is, does it actually materialize and work in practice? Do you have this understanding? You must go through, you know, like the, the legal world, I have to be seven years and need master's degrees and all this kind of, you know, jargon. I'm like, no, no, you don't. So I actually sent him that particular one of all the ones that you do of Simone and Bodine. And the amount of questions I got after it, now I have got their ear simply because of that recording that they're like, holy shit, like those two women can stand there like that and talk to those people like that. And first names, even Robert and, you know, not calling me your honor, your George, all this other crap that they come out with. They were just totally right. amazed by that. And it, it took them, you know, now we want more and more of the information. So that alone was was fantastic. Me personally, I mean, I said to you before on the hairs of my neck and arms just stood up listening to those powerful women speak. Um, in, in their square and never never got off it because they had no answer. Like you said, when they said, speak to that person, your proof of claim in court, it just, the silence was, well, that, that was the answer. It was, it was perfect in itself. My question on that is, correct me if I'm wrong, from the understanding of it, they had very little, said hardly no, um, you know, knowledge of the, the lawful or the legal world itself. You've been working with them a couple of months previous to that how the question is how did you kind of get into that level alone i know you might say common law common sense but still getting it and going into those intimidating daunting rooms that don't have to be anymore and to kind of show others hey look you don't need seven years of a degree behind you you can move forward a man or woman to do this what can you give away any little key uh factors beforehand leading up to that yeah know who you are and that's simply what i mm. this is the beauty of this is that the problem is we have a lot of very educated people out there in various different fields problem is this gets in the way your brain gets in the way of everything because the simplicity of this, it's that simple. You're not property of every man and woman in this world. And we're, we've all been taught from a very young age, are we not all equal under the law? Every man and woman is supposed to be treated equal? That's right. When you access the public courthouse in the capacity of a man or woman, that is going to be held, upheld. But if you're going to access it and move into this legal system, you're toast. So for me... that's I'm really glad you asked that question, Chris, because I want everyone to know that Bodine and Simone, they knew nothing about common law, like when they got this this horrific trespass that occurred against them, it was Bodine that had been looking at some stuff maybe about six months or so, a year, I think she said before, but it was all these sovereign groups doing all these different types of movings or whatever, and God bless all those people. Everyone's trying to find their way forward with the truth, but you know this constitutional stuff that everyone's trying to, to move forward and change, it's a waste of time. 
All right. You're born in this world. You don't have any pieces of paper attached to you. Remember, words on a piece of paper don't control you. So why are you now trying to create a constitution? And again, it doesn't apply to I. If I didn't consent to it, my name's not on it. Why are we going down this route? Constitutions were created, supposed to be for the service corporations and their agents and officers to uphold them, hold them to it. So for Simone and them, I just drilled down. It was really, I got to work really hard with the uh, uh, Bodine, because Simone was holding the fort, still working. Simone injured her shoulder. She couldn't work after that. And then the long-term care home they were working at, it was just horrible what's happening to the elderly people there. But I just drilled down with them really hard for the month before court. I kept it simple. I prepared them. I knew exactly what they were going to say to them, exactly what they were going to try and do to them to get them off their square. And see, what they did prior to this that everyone didn't realize is that the first two appearances that they did, both Simone and Bodine, when they were just appearing, again, they put in there, we're not here in this capacity, believe they were just ignoring them, but they would not allow the two of them to go in together. And when I heard Simone speak for the first time, which is on my website, when you go and see Simone speak, we didn't get Bodine the first time because they got wind of the recorder that she was using. But Simone, I mean, Simone only got to work through me a couple of times, but she really did the work on her back end there. But I wrote things up on a piece of paper. And that's why I say when truth is present, very few words are required. So they understand property. They understand that contract makes the law. And they understand that there must be a verified claim of trespass before this court. Who is the man or woman that's moving this court against me? Well, in this particular case, it's a service corporation that's moving against them, right? Well, bring that man or woman forward called the service corporation. See, no one's going to appear and claim that they owe a debt or claim that they've caused any wrong or harm trespassing against the man or woman. So I kept it very, very simple for them. And that's what you hear when you go back and you listen to Simone and Bodine talking. And I'll tell you, when those two girls got together, I got to tell you something. They did better than I, I could have ever hoped for. I really saw, I was, I was like a proud father. You know, I saw how well they carried themselves because they knew what they were stating was true and they stood on their square. And, and sometimes if they're going to get locked up, if you're going to get put away, this is what we have to do. You've got to stop these wheels from grinding all over mankind worldwide. And this is how you do it. So they tried to actually come and get them outside the courthouse when they were driving away. The police ran out of the road, but Bodine drove to uh, drew, uh, moved around them with the car. And of course they came, I believe the next day we found out now to their, their house to uh, try and get them, but they weren't there. And they've made a couple attempts now at Simone's house because we're still writing to Robert, this man acting as the justice. He's got one more chance to produce that, you know, where is it, Robert? Because you're acting like Bodine and Simone are your property. They brought it to your attention. You haven't answered the LTA. So you better bring forth this contract or claim their property or what you're doing by issuing a warrant out for them. You're, you're basically doing inland piracy. You're terrorizing these people. And again, it's a war crime because he's allowing this fraud to conceal a fraud is fraud. And he's allowing this fraud that's been brought into the public now through this documentation to continue. And this is why the bar members are terrified because they do not want the people realizing that these people were in the black robes. They're your public servants. So that's the long and the short of it. Bodine and them, they drilled down the simplicity of it. You don't need to go past, again, understanding property and contracts and anyone who's moving a court against you, you have a right to face your accuser. And there's no man or woman that's going to come forward in their system that's accusing you, that's going to speak viva voce under oath or affirmation that you've trespassed causing wrong or harm. So there's no court. It's that simple. And I know you've had uh, David Strait on recently as well, and he's been doing some fantastic stuff. He kind of goes down the route of the, you know, the QV trust and that end of things. And from my knowledge of watching your own stuff, you haven't kind of chipped away at that trust itself. Is that intentionally or you're waiting until all your ducks are lined up to kind of go after that later? You have more priorities now at this stage because he's a case of kind of, you know, accept or rescind. And great, he, he great simply, question. simply, simply does it like that. Um, great question. 
he kind of does it in the sense where he'll do that and is paid from the trust. I know other people who do it the common law routes and they, they don't pay for gas, they don't pay for electricity, don't pay property tax, all done lawfully, not dodging bullets. It's all done actually lawfully and they get around it like that. So yeah, that is my kind of question in, in a short roundabout way as to what is your intentions or are you going down that route or how have you just completely gone away from the tax system altogether in a different you know format by declaring the proper paperwork and getting that all sorted first or yeah. yeah. Well, first of all, I'd like to know from you, Chris, if you can send me the, if the people wouldn't mind sending me who's doing all this, getting, tapping into these trusts or whatever, because I don't know anybody that's doing it. You have to understand that trust was created under fraud, hmm. right? And that's what I mean. It's, the, it's a little character dang out. This is something they created in the back system that you were never supposed to know about. Why would I want any of this money? That's why I don't go down it because it's a rabbit hole. At the hmm. end of the day, what you have to understand is that when these people are held accountable for this unlawful conversion that happens with us under the Sesca V trust when we're born, the Pope, the Queen, the central bankers, that's when you're going to see trillions of dollars that come back into every single country. That's when all this money that everyone's paid in taxation is all going to come back to you, right? It's about accountability. I don't want I don't want any of that money from the trust because to me, you're trying to fight the very criminal system that set that up. That's why I don't go down that route. But I don't know anybody. You know, yes, David Strait brings up the Seska V Trust, but I'm not aware that David has people, you know, paying their bills and stuff with that. If he says that, I mean... It doesn't work around mm. here, and, and people have tried to do that for many times. And again, that's when the conspiracy theory all gets brought out, the tinfoil hats, people start getting called. So I kept completely away from that. My focus is restoring the common law at the public courthouse because once that common law is properly established at every public courthouse around the world, all of this other stuff then can be brought into the light, the Seska v. Trust, and then they can be addressed properly, right? And I think the liability surrounding it for every country is going to be far more than you're ever going to get for paying some little piddly hydro bills or mortgage bill or something. All the mortgages will disappear, not by the system they want to roll out now, you know, that basically everyone's basically a serf and under this communist state. But uh, that's why I don't go down that route because I'm focused. My train is just on to secure the common law, bring it forward and get that accountability with the enforcement. Right. And that's why I'm not just coming forward, you know, showing people, well, this is the Seska V trust that's gone on. I've done a show on it, but I'm actually showing people this is the solution moving forward at our public courthouse, not just for me, for all of us. And we've got to come together and get this done as quickly as possible. As soon as we get this done at a very simple understanding what's going on, boy, it's going to be an exciting world. So that's why I don't do it, Chris. Perfect. No worries, Jay. I'd like to go into more questions, but I know we've only about 15 minutes left and we still have two more people on the panel. So I better pass it over to uh, Mary. Thank you. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, I, I'll try to fit in a few questions also. But that sounds like like fun coming ahead without the property taxes and the income tax and, and all that. I'm on board with that. And um, I wanted to ask, um, kind of going back to talking about licenses, like as a pharmacist, I have a license. You know, it would be, I guess, un, I thought unlawful, but now I'm learning the difference between legal and lawful you know, to give medical advice. And I was talking with um, a lawyer this morning about I'm looking into setting up to be the um, trustee of a land trust company. And she said, well, be careful because you're not a lawyer. So it's going to be illegal for you to give, you know, out any um, any law advice. So I wanted to kind of touch on as a, a woman, not as a person, being able to give out advice without, um, without having a law license and being a lawyer. Yeah. Uh, well, for example, yeah. Again, I don't give any legal advice. That's what I make crystal clear to everybody. I don't give any legal advice. I don't give any opinions. I give people the knowledge and the truth surrounding jurisdiction, what law actually stands for and applying that. As far as you're, you're in a tough position there because as a pharmacist, uh, you probably have a lot of 
pharmaceutical drugs that are in your store, right? So that's all that's all tied to this legal system. So you're not going to be able to offer prescription drugs to people if you're not operating in that legal realm. Now, where doctors like Cowan and Kaufman and like uh, naturopaths or whatever, people that have their homeopathy home, home you know, stores or whatever, those people, you can simply, it doesn't matter if you're a business owner in a city, you know how everyone takes out a business license if you're going to operate your storefront with the local municipality or whatever, you rescind all of these licenses. You want nothing to do with these people because by rescinding it, it's no different than when you're addressing that you're the man or the woman, that none of these codes, rules or statutes apply to you and contract makes the law. So once you rescind these presumed contracts with your local municipality for your licensing, you can then operate your store as a woman. I would change the name of it. But again, if you're doing pharmaceutical stuff, you're going to, that's not going to happen for you because again, that's all tied to the legal realm. They won't allow you to have those drugs, but if it's all natural stuff, then you can get outside of their boards or their directors or any type of, you know, implementations or codes or rules or acts that you would break. That's what Dr. Uh, Cowan and uh, Kaufman have really recognized that all of their so-called, you know, fellow doctors or whatever, they're being bombarded from their boards. They're, you know, telling them that you can't do this to your, your patients. You can't give them advice. You can't give them any education. Like all the doctors are being drilled down on to, to keep this lie suppressed. Whereas they have none of that anymore. And they're able to freely treat and give advice to whatever they're going to do or apply any type of medical remedy to them. And then where the rubber hits the road is that if either of the doctors or that man or woman, if they cause wrong or harm to that man or woman through what they've done, well, then they're liable. But they've never done that in the entire life of their practices. So that's what I would say to you surrounding that. The trust side, I know, is a very complicated thing. And like I said, where the light, like I said, right now we're so close to this thing happening. I think in the next six months, this thing is finally going to, the rubber is going to finally hit the road and we're going to see this massive correction that's going on in the world. When this whole court thing, uh, uh, Mary, gets, gets, gets sorted, especially for a doctor as well, you're going to be able to relinquish your license back to your board or whatever. And if you've got that trust with the, your patients, your clientele already of who and what you're about, they're going to come back to you and they're going to have no problem paying you for your time. That's what you have to understand. You have to you have to get yourself out underneath this hood because, as you know, as doctors, they only have chemo, uh, big pharmaceutical or surgery. That's all they're allowed to offer. They can't offer anything else. And I've done shows on hydrogen peroxide, 35% food grade, right? That's why in Canada now, for, again, look it up. It's on my website, Dr. Ed, not Dr. Ed McCabe with oxygen. It's incredible. We've got people that have cured themselves with cancer. We've got so many cases, it's not funny. That shows you that when you increase the levels of oxygen in your body, it takes out every pathogen, it, re it, it builds muscle, it builds your bone back. And when you incorporate cannabis oil, my goodness, it resets all your organs. It's incredible. So we've got people that were supposed to have their legs lopped off. You know, they had massive cancer throughout their body, completely cleared, cleared up within a few weeks all because of hydrogen peroxide. And now in Canada, it's the only country in the world that you've got to, you, you, you're not allowed to transport it unless when you go to the store to buy it, you've got to give your driver's license now some sort of identification and you've got to tell them why you're using it. See, because the, 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 the lights over the target there, they can't stand the people are finding this out. The power of hydrogen peroxide, 35% food grade and the protocols within Ed McCabe's. I'll give the link to, uh, I'll send the PDF to uh, all of you here after the broadcast so that you can disseminate it. Yeah, thanks. I had some um, doctors speak on that same subject on my podcast also. And I'm not actually working as pharmacist in, in the traditional sense, you know, because of, you know, information that I've, you know, found out. But yes. um, I'm also, um, as far as like owning property and owning, like owning real estate, um, the best way that I've found to do it was putting it in a land trust. I wondered what your thoughts were on that. 
Well, as I said, the land record system, which is coming online now, it's in the United States. It's coming over to Australia this, this week or the top of next week. Also, they've got the first international bank that they're launching in the United States. That's why this is so huge because this international bank and the land record system, they're all international. So it doesn't matter what country you live in, assemblies are gonna start to be created. That's why I'd say to all of you in the countries you're in, find the people, Ireland's come on board with it recently as well now, England's on board, Australia, Canada, and the United States. And this is gonna spread like wildfire around the country. What they give you is a package, and that package allows you to do this all reconveyance so that you're being brought back on first and foremost as the man or woman onto the land lawfully. And then it then it reconveys all of your properties, all of your title back onto the land. And you won't need trust anymore. See, the trust is used to hide things, okay, to protect things. That's why it's called a trust. And you look at all these lawyers, they've got they they own nothing. They got trust set up that everything is kept in so that if you go after them, there's not much you can touch. But in the common law world, it's open season. See, so that's why I would say sit tight for a little bit with these trusts or whatever, because if you understand that the power of the land record system, what's being rolled out. And once you rec once you correct the record of this trespass that occurred against you when you were born, that's, that's all you're going to need to do, because then no one's going to be able to come after you for anything. No one's going to be able to demand property taxes ever again from you. Right. It's very, very powerful when you understand the big picture of this. But first, got to get these civil rules of procedure out of the way at the courthouse. Thank you. And then right before I pass it over to Steve. Um, would that also, would the coming changes also help then with tenants trying to um, sue you? Yes. Yes, of course, right? There has to be, everything's based on contract, then everything's based on if was there a trespass of wrong or harm. And if those things don't exist, then, and depending on what the contract is written up, how it's written up, again, when you're seeing any contract you signed in the past and you're seeing this all capital name, that, that document is, was all created on fraud and fraud eviscerates all. Okay, you were not told, you were not given full disclosure. That's why, you know, a lot of people now, they're asking their real estate agents, why is it when we're buying a home? Why are our names in all capital letters? See, people are getting word to it. And the real estate agent goes, uh, I don't know. See, this is the problem. The lawyers aren't taught this either, but the higher ups, they know all this stuff. So like I say, just be a little bit more patient. Once this land record system comes online, look out. That's going to be a phenomenal way for every man and woman in the world to start reconveying what was taken from them back into their correct title. And nobody's going to be able to touch it again on you. Awesome. Thanks, Christopher. You're welcome. Hi, Steve. Hey, Chris. Great uh, to be here again with you. Good to um, see you, brother. Uh, you know, Amazon used to have 35% food grade um, hydrogen peroxide, many different sources. Now you can get 12% at best. Um, so, because I'm into holistic healing, so I know all that. Um, because it's kind of late, I'm going to kind of ramble and tie a few things into like maybe one general question. Because um, my curiosity is always, you know, can you have one foot in the uh, legal matrix and have a social security number and still take on a court, uh, you know, and say you're a living man, you're, you're not a legal fiction corporation, or you have to sort of, you know, exit your social security number and your legal fiction before you can take on, before you can take anything on lawfully. Let me explain it this way. If you, if you take a membership out of, at a gym and they've got, they give you some sort of documentation and this is how it applies to you, you have a choice whether you wish to use that service. Remember when they're giving you a driver's license, they're giving you a SIN number, they're giving you all these things. They're offering you benefits and privileges from their service corporation. And this is what it entails. But to the, the bigger question, no, you can't sit on both sides of the fence. you got to stand on your square as the man or the woman, and you would only use that documentation if it is to your benefit. Now, if you've already paid into before you learned about all this fraud pensions and things like that, 
Well, that's still your money, regardless of fraud. You were the man or woman that made those payments into that social insurance uh, system or EI or whatever. So that's how you have to look at it. You want to reconvey, okay. correct your name and title, but stay away from their stuff if you can. So had the women in the video that I, I really look forward to watching, had they rescinded their legal fiction? Nope. That's what I'm saying. It, it's That's why it's so powerful because you stand on that square. Who claims I'm property in that court and who's got a contract with me? You don't have to get into learning all about the LTA because it's going to take people a little bit of time to wrap their head around it. That's how powerful that was. And that's what you'll hear, Steve, when mm -hmm. you listen to that video is that these women stayed on their square because of they knew who they were and they used the correct words simply and powerfully and they never allowed them to take yeah. them off their square. They took the conversation to them. They required for them to produce the evidence. And when they didn't do it, you're supposed to make them do it three times. They did it at least five or seven times. They were asking them. And when they didn't do it, they left. Right. I got you. So because I had, I was under the impression that if you are in the system as a legal fiction, you haven't rescinded your Social Security number or whatever that is in Canada. And you if you walk into a courtroom, you have given them jurisdiction or you have you have contracted just by being within the gate of the courtroom. Yeah. If you walk in there ignorantly, and you just walk into the court and you're appearing. But as you learn from my site, as you never walk into that courtroom like that, you always put everything in writing ahead of time to all the people that are involved so that they know exactly <laughs> who is appearing before them today. And you're always making what? A special appearance. Gotcha. You always put so that I am um, just to put some meat on the bone. If I am, um, okay, I buy a property, I have a mortgage and I, you know, a, a fake pandemic comes up and I, I can't make payments. Um, so I've signed something I wasn't aware of. It had all capital names. And now the bank is coming after me. Now, this is just a fictional story. Um, since I signed that contract, can I act lawfully to say you have no jurisdiction? Well, again, that was all what you want to do is you want to tell them to produce where produce the note first and foremost. What's happened with a lot of banks and the mortgages is that they've all been packaged up and been created as these mortgage backed securities, right? That they put on the, the stock exchange. This is with this huge collapse that happened a while ago. And then they, they were actually doing this very same scenario you're talking about Steve to people in New York. And they were, they were taking down hundreds of thousands of people, their mortgages, their homes were going to be taken from them. They stepped up and they said, produce the note. Produce the original note that you that the man who's claiming that there's this debt, the contract, they still have it. The bank didn't have it, so they couldn't foreclose because that's been bundled up and it's been sold as a package on the they no longer had it anymore. The other side of it is you can say to them, show us where the evidence where you got this money from for this mortgage. Show us. Okay, right? I got you. Because they pulled it out of thin air, right? It's have you seen that there's a I don't I think it was on your website. There was a you know, because courts really represent um the land of the sea that they're really uh, ships and dry dock. And there's a, there was a brand new courthouse built maybe in Canada and it literally is like a ship. It looks like, you know, a ship. So it just kind of blows me away. Like this is such a play on words and a play on the mind. It's, it's beyond words. I think the thing that sort of helped me was I'm not, maybe there are listeners who don't understand that if, if you look at Black's Law Dictionary, which I don't know why this is in America seems to be the, the, the definitive definition of what a, a word really represents. A person is a corporation. A human is a monster. And, you know, what you keep trying to say is you are a living man of flesh and blood. You are not a person. You are not a human. You are a living man or a living woman who has inalienable rights. And it kind of clicked for me that a corporation is a dead entity and it can't have any power over something that's alive. So they had to create fake corporations in order to 
you know, suck us into a, a corporate battle against an, a dead one dead corporation against another dead one. Yeah, that's so, what they've tricked everyone. They've they've that's the confusion is that when you've seen your name all this time, you've been growing up seeing that birth certificate. Oh yeah, this is my birth certificate. No, it's not. It's evidence of an unlawful conversion and trespass where they've taken your family, your given name, and they've gone and created a corporation without your knowing. Remember, he who creates controls. So the service corporations that are running all the the public courthouses, it's, you're going into their private courthouses, the Ontario Superior Courts, because Ontario is a service corporation, and that's why our paperwork always represents the James Court at the Ontario Superior Courts. It doesn't, you don't use their Ontario Superior Courts, then you list the people that are involved in it. You establish right within the writing, the same hierarchy as the triangle, whose court it is. It says in the James Court at this public courthouse. And now I've removed any type of presumption that I'm moving under any civil rules or procedure. It's a man accessing his public courthouse simply to make a claim of wrong and harm that another man and woman have done. So that's how that's it amazing. has to be done. Yeah, I mean, if you want to piss off a... Um a guy in a black robe who thinks he's all powerful. You just, you just prove he has no jurisdiction over you. And that, that's, that's simply uh, how you do it. And I always put that in writing ahead of time, right? I, I'll find out yeah. his name and I'll go in. And he says, are you such and such? I says, my, I, my paperwork's before this uh, court. I have nothing further to say. And if they continue to press it, then usually what I've put on the piece of paper, those simple questions, first to the man, Bob, I believe you're on honorable man here that's operating and overseeing this court here today in this public courthouse, but I need to require from you that you either produce on the record right now, claim that I'm your property or that I have a contract with you on the private side or corporate side that you're representing. Failure to produce any of that evidence, then let the record show that this man yeah. is honorably acting in this court, has no jurisdiction over I am man. So where's the verified claim here? There has to be a claim that's before this court. Otherwise, this court has no standing. But yeah. but if you say I am the, the legal fiction, the all capital names, oh. I am the dead corporation, he has jurisdiction over you. Oh, yeah. If you're going to play that game with him, you're done. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're done. So, you don't associate yourself with that ever. You never say that. Yeah. So I always say, like, you know, but I try and tell people you are not actually the, your name in all capitals. And like, what do you mean? Anyway, that kind of gets tricky. But so time's, time's kind of run out. But in order to put a little, um, you know, maybe... I don't know if we kind of covered it, but whatever's going on right now, people are being forced to, you know, take this or take that um, amongst all this craziness. So if someone's in the system, knows nothing about this, and like you're like that video with these two women, which I haven't seen yet, and they they don't want to lose their job, but they refuse to take the injection. Uh, you know, they, they they would ask those two questions prove no jurisdiction, even though they've signed a contract somewhere to be employed by them as a legal fiction. But nowhere in that work. contract did it say that they were allowed to administrate medical. Again, you, you, you put within that communication. It's not just those. Yes, it's those two questions you would write to them, but you're also including with that communication to your superiors. You have to hit them with the knowledge. You have to hit him, show him that this is what was, this is worldwide. It's recognized in every single country. Canada signed on as a signatory that the Nuremberg Code applies, right? And so there it is right there. You believe that you can administrate this property without right, sticking an injection in me, forcing me right to my mask. Show me where that says, you flip it around him. Show me where it says that in my employment contract that you have that capacity to, gotcha. to, to do that to me, to treat me like I'm property, or I've signed a contract to allow you to administrate these medical or draconian measures over me. Wearing a mask is a complete trespass against your body. So this is where people put this to these people at the top of the organization honorably with the evidence supporting where they have no lawful right to be doing any of this. But you got to understand, we're in a war right now, right? And people are looking for something on a piece of paper to save them. It ain't going to happen. 
right? The Second World War mm -hmm. only ended because of millions of people died. They gave their lives. And unfortunately, millions of people are going to die with these all these vaccinations that have been giving out. And I hope to God we can stop it as soon as we can. But at the end of the day, you've got to learn how to be a man or woman. People have got to start to stand up on their hind legs and they've got to recognize who they are and that no man or woman can force them or compel them to perform, especially with something that's going to compromise their life, possibly even kill them. So well, that's it's also a, a living man has inalienable rights. A living woman has inalienable rights. And a living woman representing a legal, a, a dead corporation has no rights over the legal man. So what you're saying is when they come at you, you, you have to realize you, you have rights that you don't even know you have. That's, I think that's part of the problem. But I yeah. wanted to say that a friend, uh, her son plays football, mandatory uh, mass, mandatory testing, and she stood up to them and they crumbled. I mean, they didn't crumble right away, but she didn't use any of this. She just said, "He, you have no legal right. Uh, and he was able to play football without being tested and you know so my point is these are paper tigers as well that's right like i say at the end of the day the paper ain't gonna the paper in a legal world that's how their world works but in the lawful world you got to know how to carry yourself as a man or woman and it's those simple two questions I've, I've shared with everybody. You're either property of the man or woman, whoever you're interacting with, or they got a contract with you. Otherwise, nothing that they say, they cannot compel you to perform. And I'm glad that woman did that first son because that's, you know, what's happening. I see it in my, my Paul, who does the live streams with me, he has pickup hockey. And they've, they've now said the guy, this is the guy that's just running the local pickup hockey league. He's saying no one's going to be allowed to come on the ice unless they've been vaccinated. Who the hell are you to tell anybody that? So that's why it's important that, you know, unfortunately there's going to be a lot of death and destruction that's going to occur in the next few months here before us. But this had to happen in our world in order for us to truly wake up, to understand who we are, because <clears throat> mankind is on the, on the line right now. Our entire existence is in the balance here. The lives that we all grew up with, that we know of peace and freedom, which we didn't know the other stuff going on, but at least we had the taste of that. We understood, yeah, there was still some control, but not like with what we're seeing today. This evil has been rolled out across the entire spectrum and that we're being attacked on every single front. And that's why the only way that you're going to protect yourself is to know who you are. As they say, know who you are and the truth will set you free. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, thanks very much. Thank um, I could talk a lot longer. Um, I'd love to come back again. I'm sorry that was, it had to be short here today, but you guys are incredible in all the work that you're doing, everybody around the world. This truth is coming. Never give up hope. Be patient. I've been at this for a long time, but Les, as Chris and were saying there earlier and when they saw this officer's calling, and that was a beauty when I was doing the, the interview with this officer that quit on the record, there were other officers watching this from other uh, detachments across our country, and they called me during the show. They called Paul, and then we got a hold of them. And they've all told me that they're livid within their ranks. The ranks, there's a massive division because there's those that think that all these tickets and these fines and draconian measures are going, that's just part of their job. But they say there's a large group of people that say, no, this is against our oath. We're here to simply protect and serve our fellow man and woman. Something is very wrong here. And now they're all looking for the lawful way to move forward, right? I mean, that yeah. when Chris told me, you know, when he, when he saw my forefound or when uh, Nathan watched and my four foundational knowledge videos. And I didn't know he was going to say this and it's not an, I love me thing. But when he said, Chris, he said, if every man and woman saw those four foundational knowledge videos, especially those in law enforcement, he says, our world would be such an incredible place. And he's absolutely right. Imagine oh. if our children, what should have been done from the moment we were all born, that we are taught this from our parents and our grandparents, but they've been lied to. And that's why it's our duty right now, here and now, everyone listening to this, we've got to step up to the plate 
Know who the enemy first is. It's the bar. Our public courthouses need to be restored with the common law. As soon as those rules of civil procedure are pushed out of the way, they've never proved that they apply to us because we know that they don't. As soon as that's done, it's game on for all of us worldwide. Now we can start holding all these people accountable, whether it's a chief of police, whether it's a, a garbage man, whether it's a politician. Well, there's no difference between a garbage man and a politician. But at the end of the day, you go after that man or woman. I'll take the garbage man. <laughs> it's also it's also important real quick to say it's not a virtue it is not a virtue to just blindly agree with authority and, and do whatever they, they they tell you but that's how fascism and socialism works so, you know you're indoctrinated to just think everyone thinks it's a virtue to say oh come on just you know what the hell are you talking about just just take it just well you know but it's it, every everything's inverted in this world so you know it's a virtue to it's a virtue to question. Yep. Well, thank you very much, everyone, and thank you to our audience. They have their own powerful conversation. And Christopher, yes, please keep coming back because we know this is the ultimate solution. Thank it you. It is. It is. I'll come back as many times as you guys like me. I love speaking with with my fellow man and woman, and all of you are a light to this world and what you're doing. I know that. And to the people that are out there watching this, we all have the same power, the same strength. You've just never been given the truth. Now you've been given it. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to stand up and protect your fellow man? Because all of us here are doing it, right? Everything that I've done for the last 20 years has not been for naught. I knew that this day would come and it's finally here. And I'll tell you, that's the greatest gift I ever could, I've ever received in this world, having the law society, an entire society coming after little old me. The problem <laughs> is, you know, they could have a billion people coming after me. And those two questions are going to destroy them because contract makes the law and none of them are going to claim I'm property. And there's no verified claim I've trespassed causing wrong or harm to anybody. So they're done. And that's what the world needs to see. So God bless all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Thanks, Chris. Thanks Thank a lot. You. Thank you.